Visionary Media. Money is simply an echo of value. And the value must be your focus, that which you're providing another person. The money you receive is a natural result of the value you provided. Hi, it's me, PJ. Welcome to the Visionary Podcast. As a coach, a thought leader, and an entrepreneur, I'm sure you have favorite books that you always refer to for sound wisdom, whether it be for business, mindset, marketing, inspirational stories, and probably a little bit of all combined. Well, today, we're going to talk about The Go-Giver Book, written by Bob Berg and John Mann. The book said that the biggest and most valuable gift that I can offer to the world is simply being myself. The world can actually learn a lot of things from me. And just simply being myself, being authentic and being sincere and just free to share to the world what I can actually do. You have to give more value than you take in payment. That lesson has been the North Star, not only in my business, but in my life as well. I make it a point that I over deliver my services. It's a staple for many people, including myself, and for many reasons. This book has had over a million copies sold and has been a Wall Street Journal bestseller. And they're not all those things for no reason. And for this episode, who would be better to get to know more about the book but from? Say I'm Bob Berg. Yes, you heard him. We're joined by one of the authors of The Go-Giver himself to grace our first episode. Just to give you a background about our special guest, Bob Berg is the author of a number of books on sales, marketing, influence, with total book sales approaching 2 million copies. The American Management Association named him as one of the 30 most influential leaders, also one of the top 200 most influential authors in the world by Richtopia. He's an advocate, supporter, and defender of the free enterprise system, believing that The amount of money one makes is directly proportional to how many people they serve. A little backstory. I never knew about him until the year 2020. I joined a Filipino freelancing community called the Freelance Movement Tribe. And I hear the founder, John Pagulayan, always quoting him, you know, from his book. And the line is, your income is determined determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. Hi there, John here. Uh, And it's just a really eye-opening quote for me because back then I used to think that because back then I didn't have this view about income and money and and, and wealth. All I know is that I have to work hard to get more money. Uh, Now, when someone asks me like, okay, so how do you make money? Well, just figure out a way to help, you know, to help people, you're going to make money. How do you make more money? Figure out how to help more people. That's how you make more money. And I think that's one of the things that we should be sharing to people that because most of the time they end up chasing money. They, they totally forget like how money really is being made, right? Because money is being made by exchanging value. And the more value that you give, the more money that you get, and the more people you give value to, the scale becomes bigger. And most people don't know that. Let me just repeat that one more time. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. It's almost been like a mantra, really, for the community. And there was even a time that Bob paid our community a visit, and that's when I got to know him. 
I stalked him after that and followed him on LinkedIn and Twitter. And now here we are. So what exactly is the Go-Giver book? How did it come about and who is it for? And how can it help you? Join me and Bob Berg right now. Did you ever imagine that it was going to be a best-selling book? We thought there'd be a good market for it. We, we did think it would be successful. I don't know if you can ever predict that it's going to kind of strike lightning, you know, that lightning's going to strike like it did. And it's sold right now over a million, 100,000 copies or something like that. It's been 12 years. So it's been a while or 13 years, whatever. So it's not like it was an overnight thing, although it, it did get off to a fast start. It's been very steady. So did we think it would be a, you know, an international movement type? I'm not sure you ever really think those things and, and, and so forth. I'm not sure you ever really know it. But, but we did think that, that the timing was right and that the messaging was there and that, that it would be well-received. The Go-Giver, fun fact. The Go-Giver has been HubSpot's 20 most highly rated sales books of all time. And it's been also Forbes Finance Council's eight finance books everyone should read. In 2017, The Go-Giver was awarded the Living Now Book Awards Evergreen Medal for its contribution to positive global change. Can you take us back where you and John had this idea, like what actually happened in that day that pushed two of you to write this book? And what was that light bulb moment like? I knew John from his being the editor-in-chief of a magazine I used to write for. So he always had a great reputation, both as an entrepreneur and as a brilliant writer and storyteller. My background was in, in sales and in business networking. And my first book, Endless Referrals, was all about, it was a how-to book on how people could create those relationships where people would know them, like them, trust them, want to do business with them personally, want to refer them to others. So when we got together for this idea, we thought, you know, what if we can take those, the basic principles of relationship building in a sense, and put that into story form because stories have such a powerful pull to them because they engage on such a deeper level on a heart level. And so I asked John if he would be the lead writer and storyteller because he's so brilliant at that. I'm much more of a how-to guy. Mm-hmm. And that's really how it came together. And, you know, fortunately, it's been, it's been well-received and we've had a lot of fun in the process. The story revolves around Joe, the main character. I'm just curious, is the book based on real people? The story itself is totally fictional, mm-hmm. but many of the incidents within the book happened in real life. The characters themselves, some of them were loosely based on on real people. Uh, A couple were sort of composites of Mm -hmm. of different people, and some were just totally made up. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel was a totally made up character. Pindar was actually based loosely on Bob Proctor, who we just lost uh, several months ago or about a month ago at the time of this recording. And so we pictured Pindar looking like Bob Proctor, who was really an icon of personal development and just a oh, just a great guy, great person. And we, we imagined Pindar speaking like Bob Proctor and having the same kind of energy and helpfulness and living with such abundance. So yeah, so different people. The realtor, Deborah Davenport, she was based on a couple of different women that we knew and had worked with. So yeah, we we did it that way. So there was a lot of creative license, but we tried to bring in, we made it based on all truths, 
in terms of principles. And the stories had a lot of actual real world that we then sort of geared for the book. Was there any challenging parts when you were writing the book and what were they? Uh, yeah, there were plenty. There were always challenges because we wanted to make sure we we represented certain, you know, truths in a way that people could grasp them, that we could make sure that that um, uh, things would not in today's language or ethos be misinterpreted. An example, when we when we uh, the scene where Pindar was was telling Joe about his marriage, about being married mm-hmm. 50 years and he. He said to, and Joe asked what the secret was. And Pindar said, well, I, I care about my wife's happiness more than I care about my own. Well, and that was based on a conversation I had with my dad when I was about 10 years old, when, when I had asked him why so many of my friend's parents were getting divorced and he and mom had such a wonderful marriage. And he said, when you really, really love someone, you actually care more about their happiness than you do your own. Now, I knew how he meant that, but it would be very easy for people based on their own belief systems and experiences to think that when you say something like that, that it's kind of self-sacrificial, like, oh yeah, I'll let a person abuse me, but I love them more than I let, right? And that's not what we're saying. Mm-hmm. So, so when we had Pindar say that, we also realized that what we needed to do is, you know, Joe then asked Pindar, but wouldn't some people think that's codependent? Right, which is a negative thing, and then uh, you know, of course, and then we had Pindar say, uh, "Some might think that, but you know what I call it." And Joe said, "Happy," and Pindar laughed and said, "Yeah." And so we we did it that way. So we needed to make sure people knew that's not what we were saying. We were not saying love that person more than yourself and care more about them than you care about yourself, or you know, care about that person's happiness at your expense. That's not what we were saying. It was when two people each love and like and care about and identify with that other person's happiness, that they're a big part of their joy is the joy they bring to that other person. So we had to make sure that within the text that we didn't, you know, mistakenly give people a wrong impression. Now, one thing I I do think we made a mistake on that we should have clarified, we clarified it in the follow-up book, Go Givers Sell More, but I think we should have, we should have maybe clarified it is when, when, Gus said to Joe, wow, you're, you know, Joe or Joe, one thing I'll say about you are, you're a real go-getter. And Joe said, thanks. And Gus said, don't thank me yet. And I think people thought that we were saying a go-getter is the opposite of a go-giver, but we weren't saying that we, we love go-getters because go-getters are people of action and you need to have both, you know, you need to be a go-getter, a person of action and a go-giver, a person who's totally focused on providing immense value to others. We would say the opposite of a go-giver is a go-taker, right? That person who looks to take, take, take without having added value to others, right? And so I, I, I wish, you know, in hindsight, I wish we had had Gus make that point, but we didn't, you know, lesson mm-hmm. learned. Whenever I search for business books, it's always there, like the top books to read. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. And when I was doing my research as well, um, I saw this interview with Wisdom with Serena. And in that interview, you said that giving and providing value is profitable as well. So how can this be for like someone who is just starting? What's usually the response? 
It, it depends on the person. If they've been brought up to see the world as one of clashing and for, for me to win, you've got to lose. Or if you win, I lose. Well, that's that, that's not where they that's where they are right now. And so they've, they're going to have to see at some point that that is really not the, the best way. It's not the, the most fulfilling and it's certainly not the most profitable way of doing business. Okay. Once they realize that, then they're in a position where they can learn a different way of doing things. And that is that it's about collaboration. It's about finding ways to benefit others. Not because, again, that there's anything self-sacrificial about that. Not at all. It's understanding that nobody's going to buy from you because you need the money. No one's going to buy from you because you want them to right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to buy from you because you have a set of goals that you're trying to hit. Those are all fine things, but that's not why people are going to buy from you. People are going to buy from you only because they believe that they are going to be better off by doing so than by not doing so. So doesn't it make sense that the person who can take their focus off of themselves and instead place it on others Place it on solving other people's problems. Solve it on discovering what the other person needs, wants, and desires, and helping them to get it. Doesn't it make sense that's the person who's going to do the most good and going to make the most money? This is why John and I say that money is an echo of value. In the book, the main character, Joe, then embarks on a learning journey by meeting go-givers or the friends of the chairman. Through these interactions, he learns of the five laws of stratospheric success. Number one, value. Your true worth is determined by how much more you give in value than you take in payment. Number two, compensation. Your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. Number three, influence. Your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. Number four, authenticity. The most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And finally, number five, receptivity. The key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. In a world where everyone's focused on what's in it for me, is being a go-giver synonymous to the absence of the scarcity mindset? Let's find out. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, getting rid of the scarcity mindset you know, or overcoming that or, you know, getting past that is a big part of it. You know, we talk about the law of receptivity. Mm-hmm. So there are five laws, right? The laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity. Well, the final one is receptivity. The other four are basically about what you've given. Five is allowing yourself to receive. It's understanding that, yeah, you breathe out. Well, you also have to breathe in. It's not one or the other. You breathe out carbon dioxide, you breathe in oxygen. You breathe out, which is giving. You breathe in, which is receiving. Giving and receiving are not opposite concepts. They're simply two sides of the very same coin, and they work in tandem. However, PJ, the world does not give us that that advice. The world kind of gives us very negative messages about prosperity about money, uh, about abundance, about business, right? And we get these messages from everywhere. Often it's a matter of a combination of upbringing and environment, schooling and news media and television and movies. 
where so often the wealthy people are portrayed as mean and villainous and horrible and the poor people are always good and happy and this, you know, I mean, the messages are just horrible that we, that we get. And what happens is it becomes part of our, our unconscious. And that's the most insidious thing of all. Uh, on a conscious level, sure, everybody's willing to earn a lot of money because, you know, we provide a great value, but earn a lot of money. But if, if unconsciously you've been brought up to and you've bought into these scarcity messages or these anti-prosperity or anti-money messages, what you're going to do is, is push it away. You're going to push this success, this prosperity, this money, what have you away. And you're going to keep yourself. One of the best books I ever read on this, I read it first about 40 years ago. I just, I've read it a few times through the years and studied it, but I just picked it up again just to, because I just love, love going through this book, Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Mm -hmm. Maxwell Maltz. It was the first book I ever read that taught when I first got into sales that talked about how the unconscious actually rules your conscious and you can never achieve more than your most limiting belief. And so, yeah, getting past that anti-prosperity lack mentality is very, uh, very, very important. That's why I'm a big believer in studying prosperity. So people like Randy Gage and Ken Honda and uh, uh, Sharon Lecter and Ellen Rogan and David Nagel and, you know, the late Bob Proctor and books like The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles, which was written back in 1910, which is just wow. such a wonderful, wonderful book. And, and these are books that help us get past this uh, anti-prosperity mindset that the world gives us and, and helps, helps get the best ideas into our minds and then eventually into our hearts. So how can you be a go-giver and how can having a go-giver mindset help you to transform the lives of others? More in this with Bob Berg, Mr. Go-Giver himself, when we come back from the break. As a business coach and podcaster, you know that if you want to succeed in podcasting, it takes a lot of persistence. But trying to write for your podcast can be time-consuming. Writing effective copy is as much as an art as it is a science. With Copy.ai, you can now focus on what really matters your clients. It can help you churn out great copy whenever you need it. Copy.ai does the heavy lifting for you so that you don't need to spend too much time writing from scratch. Instead, more time telling your stories. So don't wait around. Sign up now and start creating great content that engages your listeners and help them take action. Head on to the show notes of this episode to get started and test out Copy.ai for yourself and your business for seven days absolutely free. Copy.ai. Say goodbye to the blank page for good. So how can you be a go-giver? And how can having a go-giver mindset help you to transform the lives of others? The coaches industry, it's actually a $50 billion industry globally. The market is expected to reach like around $20 billion this year, actually. So, Bob, in a very competitive yet growing market. How do you think can entrepreneurs stand out as a go-giver? 
Well, I mean, it, it starts first in that are giving more in value than what people are paying for. That doesn't mean you're not making a profit, right? Mm -hmm. It means that you're, the experience they're receiving, the benefits they're receiving, the value that your end user is receiving is so great, so magnificent. You know, they may have paid uh, $1,000 for the course, but they're getting $50,000 in value, right? Or $10,000 in value or $100,000 in value or whatever currency we're talking about. So that's very important. But it goes more deeper than that. You need to be able to get your message out in such a way that people understand this value, right? Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Because it can be the best course in the world, and it, but it, if nobody knows about it or nobody understands why it's of such a benefit, obviously, you know, people aren't going to buy it. People are only going to buy from you because they believe that they will be better off by doing so than by not doing so. So the messaging has to be there. There are many different ways to do this. And, and people, of course, have courses on how to communicate your message for your course. Mm -hmm. But it really comes down to, I think, engaging with people and not depending on the technology to do your work for you, but allowing the technology that you're using for the marketing to just enhance the, the experience itself, enhance the personal experience that you're providing someone. How do you think can coaches use the go-giver mentality to help transform the lives of the people that they serve? I think if they believe in the principles themselves and they operate congruently with those, those principles, I think that will communicate it, that will help transfer it to those they're working with. The Go-Giver, a story about how much more fun, fulfilling, and profitable your business and life can be when you shift your focus from getting to giving. Special thanks to Bob Berg for joining us on this episode. Please read the book and know more about how to be a go-giver by visiting their website at www.gogiver.com. You may also join the Go-Giver community where business owners, entrepreneurs, and professionals support one another and are together co-creating the kind of world we want to live in. If you're interested to join the community, please visit www.gogivercommunity.com to learn more. Many thanks as well to Carlo Mercado, Jago Abnimaga, and the founder of the freelance movement tribe, John Pagulayan. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts about the Go-Giver book and how it has created impact on your life and business. This episode is written and produced by yours truly, edited and co-produced by Brian Bruces. Fresh stories drop every other Wednesday of the month, so make sure you don't miss any of them. Join me again next time as I share with you the origin story of the Visionary Podcast. Learn why we created this show, how we created it, and more importantly, how it can benefit you. Stay updated by following us on Facebook and Instagram. I'm PJ Chongsoneri. This is the Visionary Podcast. Catch you on the next.